Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Thursday. News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. All new pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Loaded show coming up again today. High school football roundtable coming up at 3.35. We got the Chief coming in studio today. Greg Wetzel coming in studio today for Lewisburg. And we'll have Steve Briggs calling in for Seals Grove over on Eagle 107. So that's coming up at 3.35 today. Shikalemi at Jersey Shore, of course. We talked about that yesterday, taking the trip out to the famous Tonsom Street Stadium. And that is a 7 o'clock kick, of course. You can watch on the WKOK Sports YouTube channel. And, of course, we have Sealands Grove. You can watch on the SBC Sports Live YouTube channel. And, of course, you can listen on our stations, of course, as well. Lewisburg over on 100.9, the Valley. And then at 435, the Hall of Famer, Ray Didinger. Ray Diddy going to join us as he'll get, help us preview Eagles-Cowboys for Monday Night Football this week and recap what we've seen from the first two games from the Eagles so far. So always looking forward to having Ray Diddy join us at 435 today. But now we would go back to reports that I think are just just plain stupid at this point. Now, I know people have their sources that they think they're reliable, so they're doing their jobs. I get it. I'm a reporter myself. I know. But because... And I guess if I weren't in this spot and being so a little bit more close to the situation of... uh, Closer to a situation like this, I know these reports are real... To me, aren't that accurate. From a national standpoint, everybody probably thinks they are, which is fine. But those who are around Penn State, and I'm sure Steve may or may not reiterate this when he steps in, know that James Franklin is not going anywhere. He is not going to USC. I don't care what anybody says, what the reports are today. If you were listening to WKOK, towards the beginning of Dan Patrick's show, he again put out that James Franklin and USC have mutual interest and James Franklin is USC's top candidate, and which wasn't totally 
uh, total of breaking news. He said that a couple weeks ago. But what was new is that either way, James Franklin might be on his way to becoming the highest-paid head coach in college football. Could that happen in the end? Sandy Barber gives him an, an extension with more money, sure. But again, the bottom line is James Franklin is not going anywhere. Steve said that, and Steve will know that as, as good as anybody associated with Penn State athletics and Penn State football. And I agree 100% because I look at both program situations. I know USC is a brand, but guess what? They've struggled. James Franklin has worked hard to get Penn State into this spot, getting to the peak point of that. He's got two really good top five recruiting classes coming in the next two years. We'll see what happens and beyond. You got a legitimate chance, I think, to be in the college football playoff this year. And looking in the big picture, once again, why do you want to go to the Pac-12? Where it's basic where college football has basically become survival of the fittest. Why on earth would you go to a conference like the Pac-12 that is the second most struggling conference right now, other than what's happening in the Big 12? Why? It just makes zero sense to leave this job at Penn State in the second most powerful conference in college football and college sports and go to a job at the Pac-12 where there's been numerous problems at USC. They haven't won anything in years now and the conference is struggling in what's becoming a survival of the fittest type of atmosphere in college football. There is no sense at all for him to leave. And I think he knows that. I think his family's quite comfortable where they are. And he's not going anywhere. So I guess it's just a little frustrating to see these reports continue to come out. And that's all I'm going to say about that, Steve. I rest my case. Reports of what? Ah, Dan Patrick once again pointing out that James Franklin's USC's top candidate, and they're either way, James Franklin might. A source says James Franklin's on his way to becoming the highest-paid head coach in college football. It's it's just pointless and dumb at this point. Let me put it this way, and I have the audio here if you care to hear it. I really could care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm not joking. You know, I, yeah, I know. Um, but I always come prepared anyway. I understand that. You're always prepared. It's very true. Um, you better be the highest paid coach if you're going to go to USC with the tax problems in California. I mean, you have to make a lot of money there to, to make up for what it would the cost of living and the tax rates in California are just off the charts. Well, he's saying either way, either Penn State's going to give him like some sort of extension or raise to keep to to keep him, or he's going to get a mega contract from USC. That's what he was saying. Well, this is what I can be certain of, and I'm very certain of this. 
that at 6.30 tonight when I'm sitting at the field, he'll be sitting across from me. When I do the pregame show, it'll be with him. When I do the postgame show, it'll be with him. I think I can be pretty certain about that. Other things... There are a couple things that my late father told me that have always been important to me. Number one, always desire to work with people who can make you better. Right? Don't go in always being the one that's like, oh, yeah. you know, Because you're not going to get better being that person. Work with people who can make you better. And then in turn, you work hard to make other people around you better. That's one. Number two, don't worry about things you cannot control. Don't worry about things you can't control. I can't control it, so I'm not going to worry about it. (laughs) And that attitude drives you nuts. (laughs) No, in this case, you're 100% correct. (laughs) That attitude drives you crazy. Both times, but in this case, you're 100% correct. <laughs> he admitted yesterday, I drive him nuts on the show because I won't, I, won't, I won't play ball. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to be a sportscaster. They're playing down to this team, and after they're like, oh, maybe the other team's just playing better than you. <laughs> oh. I mean, I realize I have a simple <laughs> solution of most stuff, but let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you, I, don't worry about things you can't control. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work and enjoy doing the show tonight, and I'm gonna work and enjoy doing the pregame show with them tonight, and I'm gonna work and I'm gonna enjoy doing the game on Saturday. All I know is that for a guy that's leaving, or is the leading candidate someplace else. He sure is recruiting his brains out for the current place he works. Exactly. He's going to be out and about tomorrow night somewhere. I mean, he was out watching. I, you know, again, I can't name players because until they actually sign, I can't, even though they've, quote, verbally committed, right? It's, I can't, it's, you know, verbal commitment's different than the signing. But he was out watching a, a running back last week. Friday night that's already verbally committed, showing his support. I'm right here. Now, why is he doing stuff like that? Instead of just sending an assistant coach. Why is he personally invested like that? Ask yourself. There you go. Hmm. He could have just sent an assistant. He could have sent Jay Wan the running backs coach certainly made sure he was there didn't he then how many recruits did they host over this weekend he spent a lot he spent time with as many as he could now why would he do that as a fallback
And what he decides to do, that's his business. I hope whatever he does is best for him. That, that's his friend to friend. I just want what's best for him. But he sure is working very, very hard for his current employer. <laughs> very, very hard for his current employer. He was, certainly was, I would say, extremely emotionally invested last night at practice. Hmm. Yeah. So I see him out on a, on a Friday night recruiting. I see him over the weekend not only coaching game but recruiting. I see him throwing his heart and soul into his practices. He just threw himself completely into last night. And again, I don't worry about things I can't control. It drives Matt insane. <laughs> it used to drive the suit insane too. Why are you? So I don't calm doubt about that stuff. Why are you so calm about stuff? Like it's look. I said I don't worry about stuff I can't control. If I can control it, then I worry about it. Okay, because now I get now I at least because I have some control over it. That means I can come up with the solution to it. If I can't control it, I don't worry about it. Drove the suit nuts. Oh. To the point where it actually got fun pointing it out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my almighty! But everybody that's listened to the show for a long time, I mean, you know, Matt, it's just the way I am. Exactly. I don't get, I don't get too worked up about stuff I can't control. <laughs> Never have. I, mean, I don't sit there and lose sleep over stuff I can't control. I mean, people ask me about, like, how, how well do you sleep the night before a game? I sleep just fine. <laughs> like, I used to drive the suit nuts. How, how can you sleep the night before, but like, before the Rose Bowl? <laughs> I went to the room with the sleep. <laughs> <It's> like, okay. <laughs> what do you want me to do, pace? <laughs> you feel better? I wandered the streets of Los Angeles late at night. I was so concerned about the game the next day. How would I do broadcasting a Rose Bowl? <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. <laughs> call the janitor. Yeah. You know, I was well prepared. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. <laughs> it's like, it's so, I'm not ready for this game. I can't do it. I'm going to pace back and forth. They'll cut me a break. <laughs> Whatever, you know, you can control it. Take care of it can't control it, don't worry about it. I have no influence on this situation whatsoever. None. We have our high school roundtable coming up with great guests in the next half hour. We're looking forward to talking to, as a matter of fact. I've uh, got a couple teams trying to build upon their wins, which is really great. Uh, it's fun to see that. It's always great to see teams in the Valley winning. Uh, I always find that to be just a lot of fun. Um, 
And then we got Ray today at 435. The legend. Another guy that he can't control it, he doesn't worry about it. Doesn't seem to, but that part doesn't drive you nuts. It's only me. <laughs> so you want me to play sportscaster on the radio? Well, only sometimes. You want me to play? You want me to play talk show host on the radio? <laughs> I just think it'd be fun to see that different side of you from time to time. <laughs> well, I understand that. I can't do that because it's not real. I know. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain what what the difference is in a moment. We'll take a break. How about that? Because if I don't take a break now, you're gonna start worrying, and you do pace. Meanwhile, Captain Sunshine in the corner office. <laughs> Back with more in a moment here on <laughs> News Radio 1070 WKOK. S U I T. That spells Suda. See now, now the talk show thing is to say that you hear a coach is going someplace, and then they carries the show for a long period of time. See, I don't do that stuff. Drives Matt nuts. In this case, no, because you're right. But, see, I am fortunate, and I mean beyond words, that I get a more inside perspective on how things run. I mean, for example, I was on SiriusXM earlier this week, and they said, what was it like? You know, he says, how much did those trick plays catch you? And I said, well, I've watched them practice them for weeks, so I said, they didn't catch me at all. Because James is great to me. He allows me to see it. They go, oh, I said, that's it's a huge plus. I said, well, it's the same thing with this job. I have a little different perspective because I have got a little different experience than some other people. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15. Hubble's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Best of pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Fabulous sales staff, great service department, all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Let's get to our high school roundtable. Steve Briggs joins us, talking about Sealands Grove, won a couple in a row. Steve, welcome back. What a pleasure. Great to have you with us. Appreciate it, Steve. How you doing? Doing very, very well. Uh, yeah. So, Steve, what what are the common threads that are you that you're seeing in the last couple of weeks that are real building blocks moving forward for Sealands Grove? Um, great question. Um, defense has been the stronghold uh, since since day one. I think you know take take away uh, a couple short fields from turnovers or a penalty and this team very well could have one loss or, or possibly undefeated. Um, getting a lot out of uh, consistency out of Mark Pastore, the sophomore quarterback who really hadn't played up until this year, and, and you saw that early, and he's really 
maturing, but um, Brandon Heil is one of the best football players in the state. I said it when I saw him briefly a year ago, and, you know, he's an all-state kid, and, and you know, he's really uh, fulfilling that that spot uh, with everything he does. When he touches the football, he had 10 tackles again last week, the week before out at Shemokin, um, he's really the constant um, uh, player that Seals Grove has that, that they're building upon. But everybody else is jumping on, and, and they're really rolling right now. And um, uh, give them credit. They're doing a super job. When you're a young quarterback, we talk about how the game needs to slow down for you. And part of that is because of the speed of the game, they're not used to the traffic pattern in front of them. Do you see the game slowing down for him a little bit now as time goes? Absolutely. And the coaching staff's putting him in a situation where they're looking and saying, okay, he's pretty good here and in his three-step quick game, um, a little bit of the sprint out, probably less with the – uh, with the drop back stuff and maybe some play action stuff, um, but having a strong running game allows them to do that, as you know, and and um, I think that's really coming to play. He's growing up. There's no question about it. All right. So what about this week, Steve? I mean, let's talk about the matchup this week because you and I both know matchups mean so are so important to teams winning and losing. How do you view this week's matchup? Um. Honestly, this team's struggling. The Muhlenberg team—they're yeah. they're one in twenty or one in twenty-two, something like that—in their last uh, couple years. Uh, looks like um, trying to get consistency. I've watched all their games this year. Uh, they struggle defensively. They're having difficult time uh, putting points on the board. They're turning the ball over. It, you know, it kind of shows what happens with a with a, a winless program but you know, I look on the sideline they got a bunch of bodies they're, they're a 5A team um, mm-hmm. you know down in the Reading area uh, I know the area pretty well from recruiting um, I'm guessing they're they're probably not getting the, the kids out that they need but they're getting numbers out um, quarterback or the, the coaching staff's uh, been there this is their sixth year so it looks like they're trying to get some continuity, and they play some good people. Uh, obviously, being a 5A program, they're not playing slouches. So um, it'll be a good test, I think, um, on paper, which, you, as you just mentioned, you don't play on paper. But on paper, <laughs> I think Seals Gold matches up very well based on what they've been doing. Uh, but it'll be an interesting thing. And like the rest of the state of Pennsylvania, a lot of water came down in two days, and they play on grass. It's it's uh, one of the few times that the 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 Seals Grove club will be playing on uh, right. on grass this year. So that might be a, a factor. So and another fact, it, another it, factor: get to the lead. Get you know against when you're play, facing a team that has no success, get to the lead, and and then at that point, you got them where you need them. And I, I'm sure. I always used to say when we played this, these were the ones that scared you, right? Um, yeah. But it's always. Stay focused, you know, work on the fundamentals during the week and preach execution, and I think that'll take care of itself. Uh, uh, but you don't know. The, the, the penalties that may come arise or turnovers, the ball bounces a funny way in this game, and uh, we'll see. But I think uh, knowing this coaching staff that the Seals have, uh, they're harping on that this is the Super Bowl for them. It's a big week, and, and that's how they'll probably attack it. Steve, a true pleasure. Thank you so much, my friend. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. 
All right, uh, Greg and Chief are both in studio. Um, uh, and I'm going to start with the Chief because I believe this is the first time he's been allowed to talk on radio since we did the roundtable last Thursday. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. I got a couple of words in this week, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, there are probably a few things you wanted to say on Friday, but just couldn't get it in edgewise. So this is an opportunity to get <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, they they won the game last week, which they had to do. So so I'm gonna actually start the same way I started with Steve, and that is common thread building blocks that you're seeing that are starting to form with Shikalemi. Well, their offense did a great job of holding on to the football for sustained drives. They kept the ball out of the hands of, uh, let's see, Executive Education Academy Charter School, and that really was how they won the football game. Uh, they did a great job on the ground. Uh, passing game isn't where I'm sure that Coach Kaiser wants it to be, but it looks like uh, we had three running backs, and all well, one of them did go over 100 yards, and the other two were in the 90s. So that was that was. Pretty Probably one of the the best uh, best uh, running game produce, producing uh, that oh, I've seen since I've been doing the games with Kevin. So uh, I think the defense uh, is is getting better. Uh, I there's some of the kids have been playing in the line and they haven't been getting a lot of recognition because uh, linebackers are making all the tackles. But this week uh, the down linemen uh, Schaefer Knights and Raker and uh, and they just did a nice job and uh, it looks like there's a little bit more confidence there and they're definitely going to need it when we go to Jersey Shore on Friday night. Yeah, no, no question about that. Uh, the passing game part of it. Why? Why do you think? That it's taking a little bit to get because I mean, look to make a successful pass play, you got to have everybody right. So is it a little offensive line, a little quarterback, a little receiver combination? What is it? Well, I think you got to say that all three of them need to gel. Uh, I I do know that uh, the Braves uh, threw two interceptions as they were going into to their end zone, and and that that probably would have made the game be out of reach earlier. But uh, the, the line, uh, I thought, did a fair job of blocking for the quarterback. The quarterback uh, had a little bit of difficulty, uh, you know, instead of threading the football, it was more of a lob. And uh, the other thing is uh, the, uh, the the receivers, it seems that our tight end can get open all the time. Some of the other guys have a little bit of difficulty. I, You know, I, I'm not sure uh, you can put the blame on any one part of that passing game. I think what has to happen happen is that there has to be a couple of uh, what I would say first downs made on passing situations and a couple of touchdowns. Again, I think it has to deal a lot with confidence. I really do. Uh, that's one thing that uh, I, I, I think we're lacking in that area. So Jersey Shore has been, over the last few years, they've been very, very good. And it's been a tough matchup for Shikolemi. What are a couple of battles that you're going to zero in on that you think are swing matchups in this game? Well, number one, their defense is really aggressive. They play five down linemen, and they have two linebackers, but they have, I would call a monster back in there, too. And they're really, really come at you. So that's going to be a battle for the offensive line, who I'm sure Coach Kaiser doesn't know from week to week if he's going to have everybody. So that's one, one aspect of it. On on offense, uh, they do a lot of things well. I was talking to Greg Wetzel, and we kind of agreed. They probably only have about eight basic plays. 
but they run them very well. Uh, right. they, they do they do, they do a nice job on a power sweep. They run a counter off of that. They'll run the quarterback off of it, and then they got this bruiser of a fullback that once once he comes in the game, you better believe he's just going to get the handoff and he's going to you know hit the line on either side of the guard. So that's going to be that's going to be a challenge uh, not just for the line but for the linebackers. And you know when your defensive backs are making a lot of tackles, you're in a little bit of trouble. And uh, that's what that's what the Braves have to keep from from happening. Yeah. So that's another area of the game. I, I you know Steve last year in the first game that Jersey Shore and Shikalami met down down at Schick, uh, they they crushed us. I mean it was really it, the game was out yeah. of hand in the first half. Uh, the Braves went up there and played them uh, at the uh, Thompson Street Stadium, and they, it was basically a one score game with two minutes to go. I mean the kids really came came up and played well, and I think they they showed. Uh, Jersey Shore that, you know, we are a pretty good football team. So I'm hoping they take that along with them on Friday night. Since all three of us are here together, I want to bring Greg in here as well. Um, obviously, I've now done three games, and obviously, you know, I've, I've seen just huge crowds. And, of course, the crowd on Saturday was unbelievable. What has it been like for the two of you? Is there a feeling of a sense of normalcy, and what's the atmosphere yeah. been like in the games that you have been broadcasting so far? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. That there's a sense of normalcy. It's uh, nice to have the band there, the cheerleaders there, the parents there watching, the students there watching. Uh, just like you guys had your whiteout last week. Well, Lewisburg had a whiteout too. <laughs> they were they were uh, down at Seals Grove for a home game, but the students all dressed in white, you know, for the, for the game. So yeah, it's just fun to see the fans. Everybody back at the stadium. Concession stands open. Programs being sold. It's just nice to see. Yeah, I agree with it, Greg. It's yeah. been. It's been. Uh, it seems to me we're back to two years ago. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, no, I, it, you can feel it. I mean, it's. I mean, it's something. I mean, I know the, the numbers in this this state are have actually gone up. I got that. But nationally, it's it's everything's down ten percent in two weeks. It's like yeah. nobody reporting it, but I mean, you know, if you mm-hmm. have the ability to read, <laughs> that's right, all right. you got to do is have the ability to read. Uh, you know, you can see it. Uh, so I, I got to ask you about about Lewisburg. What's the state? You know, they got Midwest this week. Mm-hmm. So, Greg, what do you think the state of the program is at the moment? Well, you know. Uh, Pretty good, to be honest with you. Uh, they played three very tough games. You know, they had uh, Shimokin, a district finalist. Uh, they had Jersey Shore, a district finalist, and Montoursville, a district finalist. Well, D- Jersey Shore was a district champion and state runner-up. So they they started out with a very tough schedule, and they've been in every ball game till halftime. And Last week, they just kind of played out against Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore ran counting field goals and punts. Jersey Shore ran 51 plays in the first half against Lewisburg. In a 24-minute half, they ran 51 plays. They ran 98 on the night. Um, So with our lack of uh, depth... It really started to show in the second half, and as Dave alluded to, they put that big fullback in the second half, goes 225 pounds, and those tackles they were making in the first half became arm tackles in the second half, and he was just running through running through them. All right, so so let's take this with Midwest. Say, mm-hmm. Schickel, uh, say Lewisburg can get to a two-score lead. 
Mentally, what does that do, especially for the players that are playing two ways? Oh, that's that's going to be a huge lift. And, and in fact, I talked with the coach Wicks about that uh, the other night when when I was at practice. He thinks the first score is going to be a huge determining factor in this game because both teams are winless. Uh, both teams have struggled offensively at certain points in the season, like um, thrown interceptions, fumbling, that type of thing. So he just thinks that first score is going to be a tone setter for the whole game. Any any matchup you're looking at that could be a swing matchup or a couple matchups that are swing matchups? I, I think our skill position people are better than Midwest skill position people. I think yeah. Midwest line is better than Lewisburg's line. But I, if we can get our skill position out in the open field, I think those are very favorable mashups for Lewisburg. Okay, okay, let me take this one step further then. Mm -hmm. Based on what you just said, now, as somebody who hasn't watched Lewisburg play, is this a team that will throw a bubble screen, get the ball outside, use a receiver as a blocker, and then kind of take the line out of it a little bit? Oh, yes, yes. That's definitely part of Coach Wick's offense. Yes. So that okay. then that becomes a running play, essentially, for the right. Green Dragons. Exactly, exactly what yep. That's a running play, yep. no doubt. Yep. Hey, guys, a lot of fun as always. You know how much uh, we appreciate you guys very much, so thank you. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. No, I'll tell you, we're, we're fortunate to have such great people around here. Fortunate. Dave, Greg, Steve, just, I mean, great people. And we get Josh on as well. Great, great people. Uh, so Lewisburg will be uh, at Midwest. That's on uh, 100.9 The Valley. Seals Grove, they're going to play in grass at Muhlenberg. Uh, how about that? Uh, that's going to be on uh, Eagle 107 and Chickalemi at Jersey Shore on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Oh, by the way, and Yahoo is streaming. Uh, these are three camera shoots, each each one, right? Three camera shoots, yep. each one. Each yep. one on YouTube. Yeah, SBC Sports Live is for Sealands Grove. WKOK Sports is for Chickalemi, obviously. Yeah. I've tried to tell the suit over and over again. I said, you know, the cameras are focused on the game because he's been like a little obsessed about his hair i'm like i said y y the people are watching the game you're not on camera get the lingerie on the deck call the janitor oh that's what cracks with cracks with, you know we have the behind the mic thing yes i love that so they oh no, brother <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> so it's we don't know what's to be honest we only know it's there right but we know, uh, but of course, you know, we get told about it at the beginning of the season. Well, the difference is is that they're not allowed to show the game on behind the mic because of the rights. So all you see is us calling the game. <laughs> like, yeah, what's he doing now? He turned his flip card over. Okay. <laughs> see, I don't want to promote that too much. Because you know who is going to want to be on camera the entire time and not show the game. Oh, my almighty! Right? Tell me I'm wrong. Nope. Can't tell me I'm wrong on that, can you? I think it's a brilliant call! <laughs> no, senor! No, senor! No, senor! Now, the Chief? A little different story. Now, there's a draw. You, sir, are my hero. God, I love when Chief talks, too. Sounds good. Sounds like he knows exactly what he's talking about. In a broadcast, that can be a difference maker. 
Back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. show guy like the 30,000 feet guy that doesn't attend practices <laughs> doesn't watch video games and things like that you want me to be that guy who just like sits in the studio and just like you know you can be all those Deep. things but and still do that to some degree to some degree, I think it's all. I think it's all about balance. Balance. But you want me to lie? Say I believe in revenge and everything and revenge game. Well, if, how's the revenge thing working out for Michigan and Ohio State? Fair. But <laughs> at the same, you're either, but at the same time though, with, not. at the same time though, with that, after a while, it's like, all right, whatever. Someone's just got to beat them. At some point, it's almost like desperation where it doesn't even matter. That's a little bit of a different story. But if it's a competitive rivalry, then yeah, then I, I can see that to some degree. Or say if you have a former player that from one team switches to another team and that person's coming into that set stadium, you know, I, I think that's a perfect situation for something like that. That's that's where I lie. Look, I don't. <laughs> He's coming back. I'm like, oh, oh. Well, the only reason you think about it is because you get asked about it during the course of the week. Like, what, Tampa Bay's going to play New England? It's going to be Brady, Belichick all week. Brady, Belichick all week. Like, what the heck? It's all for the story. It's not, I mean, but the reality of the game is Brady's got to play his game, Belichick's got to coach his game, and Belichick isn't playing. But it makes a nice story to talk about, read about, and the whole thing. It's just I'm sitting there like going, to me, it's Tampa Bay against New England. Who's better? But in that case, well, right now, you can't tell Tampa me Brady's got that on the back of his mind. He doesn't have that circled on his calendar. See, I don't believe in this. I'm disrespected. Like, by who? <laughs> well, for him, it's not It's not necessarily disrespect. It's just, you know, it, things kind of fell apart a little. It was I'm time to move on. Now you want to get back at him. I'm sick of hearing athletes say they're disrespected when they got bank accounts out the Yazoo, success, people hanging all over. They're disrespected. Really? 